Welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name's Dave. In studio with me, nodding his head like yeah, Dylan Shivery. Damn. This beat goes dummy hard. It sounds a lot better in headphones. It really does. It's crazy. It's got, it's got some thump to it, Dave. If I was if I was like 17 and I had my I had two tens, you know, they're kickers or something, I would just be sure. just absolutely just slabbing through the parking lot of my high school to that beast. Okay. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. Slow, loud, and banging. Just right. Just let people know that I was about to listen to the Too Much Dip podcast by Wash Media. Yeah. Not around when you were 17. I don't think there was even, no. I think they were still on AM radio back then. <laughs> <laughs> There That's he funny, is. man. That's pretty funny. KJ's with us with his rollback hat. Yes, I am here. I am in a climate-controlled environment. But even if I weren't, you know your boy would just be resting easy. That's just cool, calm, and breezy here in the Midwest. How are you folks doing down there in Texas? That's sick, dude. We're That's on ERCOT watch. You can't no, it's, live it's that. It's pretty way. cool. We're hitting the. We're going to hit the gritty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we've maxed out the gritty over here unfortunately gritty game's stupid so yeah bad. it's a tough scene kj thanks for pointing that out man i almost forgot about it like don't get me it's, wrong it's, there was uh, a whole lot of fomo as i see uh all of my very athletic toned and tan good friends just lounging around a very nice pool in houston and then momentarily i, I reminded myself i was like it's 82 degrees right now I can do without that pool. <laughs> Dude, the the ground like outside the pool walking barefoot is is unbearable. You have to like splash water and cool it down. You're like or just wear your slides up to the edge of the pool. It's so bad. Oh man, I was leaning against the side of the pool at one point. I had to do like several rounds of water. The first round just got it wet, but it was still scalding. Mm-hmm. I had to just keep applying to cool it down. It's it's really is brutal, man. That's the least of our concerns at this point, right? I mean, it's crazy hot. Right. I, I should recommend uh, uh, non-spawn floats. <laughs> or what do you call them? Uh, the other, Flofers. Uh, Flofers. Flofers, yes, yeah. Yes. Be uh, wearing those in Montana. Because I'm always losing my sandals at the bottom of the lake, so it'd be nice <laughs> to be able to just float. You know how that goes. Yeah. yeah. I, hate, I hate when that happens. <laughs> uh, it, it, like, doesn't happen. It just doesn't. I don't know. What are we doing today? I don't know. You tell us. We do, do we a, have do any voicemails? We got some voicemails. Okay. Okay. A handful of people hit the dip line. Are there any about like Arch Manning or anything like that? Any fun ones? No. Um, there's a college football related one, and I'm sure you'll find a way to take it there. So, Is it about Texas like maybe being back this year? You can just wait. Okay. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to leave us a voicemail, we're going to be doing more uh, dip line content going forward. So please hit us up by calling 833-371-3477. It's the dip line. Sound off, man. I don't, you know what I mean? Like just whatever, man. Right. I don't even care. Tactical, doesn't matter. You want to talk for seven minutes? I may not listen. Probably won't. <laughs> but if you want to, that's fine. It's your prerogative. Might skim the transcript in that? the email. <laughs> I've done that a few times. It's not it's not uh, the most accurate, but that's okay. I mean, I'm ready for it. Are we gonna are we jump into voices right now? We got some other Before shit. we well, can we can we skip ahead? I want to hear this uh meat smokers only update. And I, I know nothing about. 
Yes. Uh, live reporting to you from the Midwest Division of the Meat Smokers Only uh, conglomerate, if you will. Uh, a few major updates. Upon relocation from Texas to Wisconsin, one critical thing happened. Uh, I, I cut my roster from a griddle, a grill, and a smoker. I sold the smoker before I left. Master built gravity smoker. Fantastic device. Uh, but I, I knew I wouldn't have room for all three. I kept my Weber grill as it is probably too nice of a piece of equipment for me to just say, okay, time to part ways. What I did not realize is that as a natural gas line grill and Weber does not just allow you to convert that over to propane, uh, like with ease. In fact, like it voids the warranty. They, you know, they, they, they look poorly upon it. So I found myself in need of something beyond the griddle. I've, I've set my griddle up. Griddle boy is absolutely back. But griddle in doing so. At the same time. <laughs> yeah. that griddle. Get those silver dollar pancakes up. Um, <laughs> in doing so, that required the need for me to procure propane for the first time ever in my life. I've not had to go get it for, uh, I, I just haven't. I've the, the smokers and grills that I just mentioned are the ones that I've owned pretty much my entire grill game existence. So uh, there were some risks that came along with that. Have either of y'all fiddled around with the propane tank and, and, and felt like your life was uh, at risk? Yes, uh, actually I have because after a overnight uh, camp session at uh, Lynn Creek Park, uh, also known as Joe Pool Lake, uh, someone thought they would throw, thought it'd be funny to throw the um, the mini propane tank mm -hmm. into the fire. What the, the next morning, <laughs> and um, it just like it just like rocketed up a like a, a flame like eight feet into the air. It was it was really insane. Yeah, mm. uh, using yeah. my propane uh, grill for the first time in my backyard. Um, I did shish kebabs. Did you hear about these? Mm. You just like poke some shit with a little poker and you throw it on the grill, Dave. Mm -hmm. um mm. one of the the hose was leaking uh gas yeah, were. it was leaking gas and uh it, my whole grill caught on fire so i had to quickly shut the gas off replace the hose and uh we cooked the uh, shish kebabs inside oh i bet they were really good though they were not very good <laughs> did you have to oven bake your kebabs we did yeah, no we what how do we cook them yeah i think we did i think we we seared them and then threw them in the oven it wasn't great man that's uh that's scary yeah it's nothing to nothing to play with i mean any type of uh, gaseous or gaseous uh, substance is not good. Yeah, everybody knows I'm more of a water Pokemon uh, fan, but, you know, I don't even know if gas is like a type of Pokemon, but fuck it. Um, Adam says it's not. <laughs> where I'm going with this is that uh, I got home from the local quick trip, which is like Wisconsin makes way too big of a deal of quick trip being a cool thing up here. And it's not QT like in Texas. It's with a K it's all right. Um, opened up the back door of my car and the propane tank just rolled the fuck on out and just bounced like two times right in front of my feet. And I was just like, I don't know how close I was to blowing up. I'm sure these are made to do that sort of thing. It'd be a terrible device if like one three foot drop would, blow up a house but i definitely thought i was close to uh close to the end in that moment i was like oh shit i'd be more worried about like it dropping on my foot yeah i don't think it's uh like there's a danger of it exploding 
I don't know. I could be wrong, but I, I think I think it's fair a fairly safe gas to mess with. Fair. And it's of course it's it is flammable. Of course, David. Did it did it compromise the integrity of the propane? Who tank? knows? Like, who knows? Did I purchased it bend anything or okay. No, I didn't see any physical damage to the tank. I didn't really look that close. I was too busy uh, realizing maybe I should get started on that living will. Um, but I, I, I purchased two different tanks because I thought I was going to have one for my grill, one for my griddle before realizing I couldn't use one of them. So I, I haven't even used that one. I'm good. But what I do need input maybe on our next voicemail session is from those out there that are devout Kamado style smoker slash grill fans. By that, I mean your big grill enthusiast or big, uh, what do you call it? Big green egg enthusiasts, your uh, Kamado Joe enthusiasts. I've got my eye on a Weber no. Kamado. Is it not Komodo? I, Komodo, I obviously Komodo, know what that is. There's a brand called for, Komodo. I obviously know what that is, but for those who don't, could you explain what a Komodo uh, smoker is? <laughs> it would be the egg-shaped style grill, most oh, often okay. seen as a uh, the big green a egg. ceramic, a big green egg, most often made of ceramic, where kind of like you might see in the kitchen, Le Creuset type of pottery. Uh, ceramic lined cooking devices tend to hold temperatures very well, yes, like very yes. consistently. Um, and so when you seal that up, you can keep a temperature very consistent at barbecue or smoking meats. It is very critical to keep that stabilized temperature. So, uh, I just never, never heard it called that before. Yeah. That's just the style. Yeah. Big green egg was probably the most widely known and most popular Kamado Joe, uh, has definitely taken a big part of their market share. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what the people are out there using. Um, because I don't think I can part ways with the Weber gas grill that I have. I'm just going to take it apart and keep it in storage until I can get a gas line put in or something. Well, so we had a uh, pit master on circling back coffee Friday last week. I heard that after the pod, he, we were discussing grills and maybe, maybe this is on the pod, but he was not a fan of the green egg. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like trying to get, you know, just trying to get as much information out of him as I could as an amateur griller. But he was like, yeah, don't, don't waste your time and money with on the, on the green egg. And I, I think that extends to all the ceramic style cooking. Now, I know some people swear by them. People who like to do homemade pizzas, even though they're they're they never come out good. Um, you know, they're really into them, but I've never used one. All my smoking has been done on a, an offset, which uh, it's a lot of fun to use, but an absolute bitch to keep, to maintain temperature inside. It's it's an all day affair. I mean, you got to just constantly like you every every twenty minutes you got to check the temp on that bad boy. It's tough. Yeah, I, I took a peek at the uh, at pulling Traeger. They've got a new Timberline grill out that had a uh, a digit before three other digits that started with the number I was not quite comfortable in. Uh, considering further um but it's a pretty nice piece of equipment uh i was planning to talk offline with david to see if he's remedied any of the searing deficiencies that that traeger offers if that's that big of a deal it is if you are one who sears as i i, I you put off sear vibes <laughs> seriously i do you, you do know, doing oh, a lot of non-meat hey. products you, you gotta have that option i'm just saying well, good, man. I'm That's glad all you, I got I'm from MSO Corner. I'm not dead. This is not exactly. as bad as the time you drank bleach, but this is still still very compelling. People forget I was one swig away from uh, being S. Muerto about a year into this pod. 
last update I forgot to put on the rundown. Let me be the first to say happy birthday, first and foremost, to my son, who's now two years old as, for, as of today. Kai, shouts. Kai. Shout Hi, Kai. Big, big shouts to Kai. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, also, happy two-year birthday or second birthday to Dippy. Maybe we can get one of the oh. interns to throw a little uh, birthday hat on Dippy, as it is uh, right around our second anniversary. Well, how about that? Man, why did I think we started closer to football season? Which obviously cannot get here soon enough. Okay. Very cool. How many episodes there- have we done? Enough. 69. <laughs> enough what? Come on, man. We've, we've done more than 69, I'm pretty sure. Do you want to do it? Do you want to hit the line? Hey, boys. Ben in Kansas City. 6'1", 175, deadlift 470. Still run a sub six-minute mile at age 35. But anyway, both Arizona schools are coming to the Big 12. While throwing Utah and Stanford, not a single person on this planet wants SMU anywhere near the Big 12. Thank you, and do it for Debbie. What's this guy said what, where his alliance is uh, alliances lied? Laid. Lied. Allegiances. Allegiances. Alliances. <laughs> Allegiances. What who's you he were a all fan over of? the map? Yeah, I, I totally I totally bricked that one. I wanna know what he's a, who he's a fan of. Sounds like one of the Arizona schools. There's two. I mean, he sounds like he's he a does not like SMU. To, I mean, he, he sounds like he likes being slow as fuck. Like what human being is out there measuring their speed or athleticism by their their mile time uh, in this day? To be fair, I don't when, think I okay. I don't think I can rub a yeah. sub a, a sub six mile. To be fair, I don't have time to measure it. You don't have six minutes. Depends. They used to call the, you sub six, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah, my ERA was flirting with flirting with like five nine. Yeah, you just you just yeah, got shelled. I did. I wasn't great. I, I'll um, say this: yeah, that if 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 you think that Utah is going, uh, not Utah. If you think Stanford is the more attractive program between the two, yeah, you're probably right. But I don't think that you realize that those are probably two similar programs. If not for like the Southwestern Conference ditching SMU all those years back, like. If that doesn't happen, I don't think those are that different. You know, you put Stanford right there with the Northwestern Vanderbilt, the school that brings like the academic GPA. They're very good in some very important sports. Baseball, they've had some good years in football, quality program overall. I'm not equating the two, but they're not as far apart as you might want to might want to say. I mean, I would take SMU's last 10 years to, you know. Stanford's last 10. I'm not going to go before that. Obviously, they've got a historical program, blah, 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 blah. But I'm saying, you know, SMU ain't shit in golf. Bryson DeChambeau. That's really all I got. That's really all I got. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't I don't know how to feel about this. Like the more the more the college football landscape changes in the way that I think it's going to change. I, the more like I kind of get sad and then I'm like, do I really care? Like, is this going to really affect my, my viewing? And as a, as a t-shirt Baylor fan, like you obviously are just, okay, I don't want them to get left out of whatever, if it's 48, 64, whatever that that's all you're hoping for. Right. Is cause you know, these, the, a lot of these schools that have had success in the last decade, have put a lot of money and rely quite a bit on their, 
sports programs. So I'm just like, if the money dries up advertising wise and TV money, basically, what happens to that? Like, are we just going to have like these uh, big empty stadiums? I mean, they'll, they'll continue their programs in some capacity, but it just the, the money won't be there and it's going to be weird. Will y'all change your name to Magnolia University? It's going to be uh, Chip and JoJo. It's going to be the, dude, speak, never mind. I'll save that for off air. Um, question, quick question about the, the conference realignment stuff. How, I mean, are these rumors at this point? Is Are they been, has this stuff been confirmed? I, I'm kind of like not wanting to get too caught up in all the, uh, you know, the rumor mill part of it until everything shakes out. I know there's going to be some, some pretty drastic changes, but I don't like to follow the stuff until it's like actually done. Cause I don't want, you know, I made that mistake before. Um, where are we on this? As I understand it, USC UCLA is done to the Big Ten. Big I don't Ten. think yeah. there will be any other movement with the Big Ten until Notre Dame makes their move, which is historically un, you know, precedent for them. They they love their independence, but I think even Notre Dame understands that that's not going to be an option five years from now. So Notre Dame, I think, is the linchpin to the ACC existing because the ACC has such a close relationship with them now. And I'm sure they're hoping for that to continue. But at the same time, if for some reason, not if for some reason, but if the Clemson to the SEC rumors that get thrown out there blindly, if that comes to fruition, like Clemson, Notre Dame, in whatever order, that's going to determine, I think, the rest of this direction. Because if the ACC can keep it together and for some reason keep Notre Dame on board and bring in somebody else from, I don't know if you want to poach, you're probably not going to poach from the Big Ten or SEC. The money's too big. But if they could do something to make that a little bit more attractive, I don't see what that would be. But then you're left with the Pac-12 figuring it out. The Pac-12, Big 12 seem to be on a merger path. And it's it's certainly going to happen. The speed of which, who knows? It's, it's going to be depending on Notre Dame and Clemson, I think, are the next announcements you wait and hear. So per my source, who is a very, very dialed in radio host out of Dallas, uh, I think Oregon and Stanford are like, that's, that's, they're both going big 10 and that's like, I mean, obviously not announced, but like, that's the thing that's going to drive. That's the next one. I guess Oregon makes sense. You've got Phil Knight money. Like I was shocked. And that was my first response whenever y'all, I don't know who threw it in the group chat about USC, USC, UCLA before I heard anything confirmed. I hadn't even seen the tweet. I saw that in the group chat. My first thought was I don't see anything happening without Oregon, but I, I, I guess, I guess so. Um, the amount of money that that program has, even if it doesn't necessarily generate it, it's got enough cachet and staying power and they're as big of players any when it comes to national sports and the facilities they have. So I, I would not be shocked to see them to be in that next one to move again. Stanford's got a ton of money too, but I don't think people understand how little like their student population actually cares about their games. Some, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see them thrown around so much easier or more. Diff- who's got the easier, um, who could fill out the, a stadium more? God, I'm brain dead right now. SMU or Stanford? Who's got a better fan base? That's what I was okay, trying to say. Okay, I get I should, it. I shouldn't uh, drink. Yeah, Stanford for sure. They're better almost in every way, with the exception of, I don't know, okay. tax base. Oh. You sure about that? 
I have no Where did Elizabeth Holmes go to college? Didn't she go to Stanford? Where did you go to college, Elizabeth? I didn't go to college. I thought you did. No, I dropped out. Did you? I started Thayer News instead. I'm sorry. Give me Hope Hicks. Give me Laura Bush and Hope Hicks as a counter. There you go. So... I think a prevailing state's witness a prevailing thought before some of this news started to come out was that there it, this would all shake out to like two super conferences and then a bunch of just like you know programs just getting scraps um but if I mean if Pac-12 Big 12 well not Pac-12 I'm sorry well a Pac-12 Big 12 merge whatever they call it who knows and Big Ten, if they can, if they're going to poach some of these schools, then it looks like they're talking four super conference, four four big conferences. Um, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I just like there's not that? a well, there's not a clear answer to like. <laughs> He's done well chasing. done, well done, Brian. Um, there's not. I have not seen any clear answers as to what happens to the others per se. Like everyone's so obsessed yeah. with the big super conference part of it, and that matters. That's the core of everything that's going to happen. But every time I hear it discussed, is like, uh, I, who was it? it? Wasn't Joel Clad? It was Greg McElroy, former Alabama quarterback, works for ESPN. His vision was, well, if schedules no longer include these FCS games and things get better, isn't that the better product? And I feel like we've been sold that bill of goods. Like for the last decade, when they talked about moving from the BCS to the playoff, they talked about these big marquee games each year, your Ohio State versus Oklahoma being on the schedule, Alabama playing Miami and Stanford, you know, whoever. You get these big games one time a year, and inevitably those teams still schedule to like bottom of the bottom of the barrel, like FBS teams or, you know, middling FCS teams. It still has happened. So unless it's mandated that those teams just don't get an opportunity to be scheduled. And I don't think you're going to see that. Like schools are always going to take the easiest path to success. Like, and as soon as it's proven that you can still schedule those and be successful and you know, whatever that means and make money, like that's not going away. Schedules aren't getting better until it's demanded that it has to be that way. So I don't know what happens to your, you know, all of the American athletic conference teams or anything else in the in-between. Like if there is a whole separate division, I don't think anybody's cared enough to say like, here's what it's going to look like. And maybe it would be a smart idea to, you know, SMU is not going to do it, but if I'm North Texas or I don't know, name a school that you know for sure is not going to end up as like the last one in the bubble on the top edge. Like if I'm one of those schools, wouldn't you be better to like try to go start your own live tour type thing here? Like figure out where you can get money. Cause you know, there's going to be eyeballs. Like, you know, uh, there's 120 teams. People are watching college football still beyond those 48. Can you, can you imagine if uh, the people funding the live tour, like got in, put put some money towards uh, American college football? Don't speak that into existence. I would just, I'm just saying it would shorts. Like we could not handle it. Sports media could not handle it. No. It would be, oh, my God. I don't even it, know how that would work logistically, but. You couldn't get the colleges, obviously, because, you know, no university is going to sign up for that. You know, like if anybody's going to pearl clutch, every college is going to put out that statement. But. That's what they said about Kevin Na. 
Like, there's no way you're going to get Kevin Naw. Oh, they got <laughs> Kevin Naw, dude. They got and, him. And Homa? Uh, no, they didn't get Homa. I thought they got Homa. Or, no, he's no. been the one digging in saying, like, never. Okay. Um, yeah. No, they got Wolf. Uh, that, that's something. Um, they got the last, Wolf. Last thing on that was you could create some sort of G League type equivalent because right now to be drafted, you just have to be three years post-grad basically. And I think what, you know, if we want to talk Arch Manning, I did it for Dylan. We brought it back to Arch. Oh, Like going and playing college football as like a preparation for the NFL is important for like 99.9% of the field. If you're that other percent, like where Arch Manning could play one year, and have like seven decent games, and he's going to be drafted in the top ten. Like he doesn't, he can redshirt, he can have an average year, and then have a good year, and he's good. Like he doesn't need to rush out there with bad film. Like unless you're him, why wouldn't you go play in a G League type environment where you don't have to deal with all the bullshit? I want to see Live Tour do that, hmm. but not necessarily the Live Tour. Again, I only you want something. Support- you want some. The Chub Salad Langdon Live Tour. I said it okay, backwards, but good. you know what I meant. I'd watch that. <laughs> oh, she's a good friend. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm I bet saying. you would. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's hit one more. Uh, thanks for the greeting, Ted Cruz. Um, as former athletes, I was wondering if you guys can share your most embarrassing sports story, um, most embarrassing moment, blunder, gaff, et cetera, on the field. The reason he thanked Ted Cruz, of course, famously Ted Cruz recorded the um, the voicemail message that when you call the dip line, if you should choose to, 833-371-3477, uh, you'll hear the voice of Ted. <laughs> okay, I'll get mine out of the way. Go these, right are, these are personal sports stories, right? Yeah, okay. This was um, – He did ask us, yeah. I used to play a little basketball. Okay. You know, what is Jay in I was, Austin? I was pretty sick with the Jay. I had a, I had a, I had a clean ass Jay, and and I, I would, I would drive the lane on you too. That, that was kind of my game. Wow. I, I didn't have any handles. Five tool player. I didn't set anybody <laughs> up for any shots. I was a very selfish player. But anyway, this was eighth grade, and we were playing a game, and it was a pretty close game. I was in, I was in, I was in the game. I was, I was decent, and I had a breakaway layup to like clinch. I mean, clinch the game. And um, long story short, I, I airballed the layup. I didn't even hit rim. I didn't hit backboard. I somehow compl- I shot it completely over the rim, over the basket, um, touched absolutely nothing. I'm sorry. Over, not over the backboard, though. No, no, no. Over, like, I, I, came, I came at it from the side, basically, and I was going to just drop it in. You tried to do a little baseline I'll, drive? I tried to do a little finger roll, basically. <laughs> oh, and no. I, I just overshot it, and it caught nothing but air. And my coach is like, what What the fuck was that? Like, I, coach, I, I, I don't know. I'm really sorry. We, we lost the game, and it was because I missed a wide-open layup that touched absolutely nothing. And that was pretty embarrassing. Wow, that's funny. I've, yeah. I thought you were going to go with something from the baseball career, but that, I've never heard that one. Uh, I, I dropped a very crucial uh, – Line liner in the outfield. Mm-hmm. I've, I've talked about it before. I, I swear I lost it in the lights. Few people actually believe that, but I did. I lost it in the lights, and it nearly, nearly ended a like three and a half long district winning streak. But we mm-hmm. ended up going into extra innings, and we we won it on 
my buddy uh, hit a grand slam actually to a walk off grand. It was the sickest game of all time. Hit a walk off grand slam to win the game. But uh, actually, you're welcome for giving you that moment because I hadn't dropped that that liner. Never would have gotten there. But that was pretty embarrassing for me. One door closes, another door opens. There you go, KJ. Um, where to begin? As there are so many in the life of a former. <laughs> preferred walk on slash just hanging on to a scholarship at times um i'll stick with my non-football one uh and that would be i may have told this story uh the last home game of the 2005 uh well i guess basketball season ends in the spring so i guess it'd be the 2005 2006 basketball season for texas tech i believe they were playing oklahoma at home uh and someone can fact check that I attended the game with uh, my roommate and a couple other players, one of which notably Graham Harrell. Um, We're sitting in the stands behind baseline, maybe five or six rows up waiting on the game to begin. And a lady comes up to the edge of the baseline, looks at us and says, Hey, you look athletic. And I, and she says this to the panel of us to which I'm thinking, the starting quarterback at the time, I believe Cody Hodges was with us and Graham Harrell was with us. I'm thinking he, she's referring to one of them or maybe my roommate who was a tight end and, and was quite, uh, uh, you know, big as well. But no, of course, she was referring to me. She's like, we really want to give away this big flat screen TV. All you have to do is participate in the halftime show, shoot a couple free throws and then and then try to make the halftime shot. People aren't even making it you know, halfway across the court. We really think you can win this. We want to, we want the big deal. You know, we want to give it away. We want a big deal to come out of this. I'm like, sure, whatever. I get up there. I proceed to go 0 for 6. It's, you know, best of 10 free throws, you and a person on the other side. I got to the point where I start jump shooting free throws for the last like three or four. Oh, and no. I might've oh, gone just one. panics. One or two of 10 and the other person might've hit like three and he was doing it in like square toed boots, you know, farmhouse, bro. He goes up to hit the half court shot, goes left of like the free throw line from half court, like completely misses. It doesn't make it anywhere near the goal. And I'm like, yeah, I probably could have done better than that. I certainly wasn't going to make a half court shot, but it was terrible in front of the whole crowd mm. completely Did you get booed i couldn't hear because it was you know your boy blacked out it was it was bad man i just remember shooting and then graham being like dude you you, you were jump shooting the last ones and i'm like i didn't i don't know man i don't know i was going through every cycle of like what have i ever been told is the technique of a free throw because <laughs> I, I played like half of a season in eighth grade like it just wasn't my thing was oh bad. god that's bad, tough. Bad, bad. That's a mega tough one. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, first one is Little League, and I've I've written about this. I've talked about this before, but they for some reason thought I should pitch. This is right when we went to got out of a machine pitch. It was the first season out of there. So I played ball at the YMCA in Oak Cliff, Keys Park. And the dads were like, Dave, you're going to pitch. I'm like, okay. So – Basically, it was like because I knew they knew I was accurate, but I didn't have an arm, as I've talked about many times. So I go up there and I'm just thinking, it's just gonna be like throw and catch, just get it over the plate, throw strikes, and and you know, hopefully the hopefully my my guys behind me can get me out of the inning. Well, 
before the game, one of the dads comes up and he's like, all right. He's like trying to show me the signs that, that our catcher, Benny, was going was gonna to be throwing me. He's like, you know, he gives the two. He's like, this is curveball. This is, and I'm like, in my head, I don't have a curveball. Dude, I was like, I don't throw a curveball. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't even know how to begin. How old were you? I mean, dude, I had to have been 10. I mean, whenever mach- machine pitch ends. Do 10 year olds have curveballs? No. I mean, at, at most, I was 11. I think I was 10, though, because. I stopped playing baseball at like 14 and that was in uh, Duncanville. But yeah, so I go up there and like they're throwing me these signs and I've got one pitch and it's uh, just get it over the plate at about 45 miles an hour. Probably not even 45 at that point, you know, as a, as a 10 year old or whatever. And we're playing uh, the OCBF and they just shelled me into oblivion. I mean, it felt like I was out there for two hours. <laughs> You were just throwing batting practice? Dude, I was it was exactly what it was. I was throwing BP up there and they they went to town. And I remember like They didn't go to the pen? No, like, dude, they left me out there because they didn't I don't know how many pitches I threw that day. <laughs> like, let's just let this kid get absolutely I humiliated. I don't think I ever pitched again. It was um it was not great. It was like uh it's like when you leave uh I was watching that Avs doc, that Avs Red Wings doc, and they, they talked about the uh the game where they left the they left the goalie in uh, after he gave up like nine. And I was like, dude, you got to pull him like after four. And that, that's what it felt like. It felt like I was just out there on rough island. It's uh, getting shelled is a, a very helpless feeling. It's, it's like I, someone, it's like someone, please just save me from this humiliation. <laughs> you're just like, like, why, why am I still out here? You're like walking please, back. Coach. You can't take yourself out of the, the game. rosin bag. Like coach has got to make that call. It's like, come on. Um, you know, you know, I've got absolutely nothing. And then. One time in seventh grade football, we were playing a game and uh, I was, I played defensive back and I was on, oh, defensive back and wide receiver. And even though we never threw the ball, we threw the ball once a game, maybe. <laughs> so you're just out there blocking, right? And we played this game and we, sc- we scored. We had, a, we had a pretty good team, actually, a B team, but still good. And, um, we were supposed to, if you were out there on the field, you were supposed to go to, you were supposed to be on the extra point team. Like, that's just how it works. So, cause, and, and I didn't, I got scared cause I didn't really remember where I was supposed to line up on the line to, to block. So I just went to the sideline and just kind of tried to hide and blend in. And I, I remember the coach turned around going, why is there only 10 guys out there? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, after the game, yeah, it was, there was 10 guys. Now to be, he made the extra point. But yeah, there was ten guys, and like I easily could have gotten somebody just absolutely killed, <laughs> just murked. I didn't know what to do, and I was too scared to ask, so I just went to the sideline. Kicker gets his head taken it's off. It's so embarrassing. That's funny. Yeah, and just getting yeah. lit up every day in practice. That was just, that was pretty embarrassing too. One time, coach Coach Harrima goes, "What are you gonna do to him?" To this this kid Merton, and he goes, "Knock the snot out of him, coach," and he did. Yeah. Not sh- I mean, just it was just, just I'm just standing there. I was just a tackling dummy. It was so stupid. Anyway, dip line was fun today. Oklahoma drill. Dave lines up. Oh man, is that has that been outlawed yet? The Oklahoma drill. I believe so. Okay, good. not a, unless oh. you play for Matt Rule, and then you'll do it before Jesus. the game. Mm. Yeah, I, which interestingly I, I, enough. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was gonna. I was gonna. Put, uh, put Baker on this uh, rundown. Go ahead, though. Yeah, I was going to uh, avoid all football stories of mine 
just because you know it's i had i would say a fairly decent career i was happy with it it peaked at a certain level that's that's what happens to most people but somewhere in what i would say is probably like the height of my confidence in my abilities you know i don't know junior year of high school i don't remember who we were playing all i know is i you know read a play very well i played safety cross field jumped in front of i believe like a slot go route type situation hands in the air hands on the ball ball hits the ground like the most wide open interception opportunity ever and i looked to the sideline and a girl who i didn't really know she was a year older but i know her name to this day because of the moment i dropped the ball i look over at the sideline and this girl just goes hands over her face and looks down like the most disappointed ever. Like you would have thought like <laughs> I was her, her toddler and I just shit myself in the middle of Kroger like the day before Thanksgiving. Like <laughs> the most disgusted and disappointing face I've ever observed in my entire life at 35. And I still have not seen that face like, you know, repeated since then. And did I just remember looking and over and being like, ups? I, I don't know what I did. I just, I probably like you've got to like shake your hands off or like, you've got to play it off. Like there was some sort of ailment, but I don't know. You know, I probably should have just beat my chest. Like oh, I, I meant to knock it down. Yeah. That's past breakup PBUs. That's all. That's all I'm looking for. But that, that wasn't was a, like embarrassing on the level, but just for me personally, that was mortifying. Was it a Blake Gideon esque interception drop? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of course, the 2008 game against Texas tech. It cost him a shot at the natty. Or at least a Big 12 championship. No, mm. it, it certainly wasn't as important or as lifelong. Uh, uh, actually, he went on to have an okay career. He's a coach now. Um, uh, but At he's, Texas. yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I'm glad that I'm not a part of some other university or school's like forever highlight film like he is. That That's just sad. Yeah, it mm. is. I remember where I was. I think I might have cried that night. Yeah. <laughs> him or Garrett Gilbert? Who you got? What's the question? Just him or like, Garrett Gilbert. You have to choose one. Like, did I hate the most? Sure. Garrett Gilbert. He wow. Was, he was the sole reason for the downfall of that program. <laughs> Love it. You know, something I've been getting into, athletic greens. Speaking of athletes. Speaking of athletes and green, I started taking an AG1, athletic greens, AG1, because – Look, I don't have the time to remember to take a vitamin every morning or, you know, get my, my daily serving, make sure my vegetables and fruit and vegetables are, are, are getting to my, into my system. It's a powder. I just mix it with a little bit of water. They give you a cool little shaker, shake it up. I drink it every morning when I wake up, empty stomach. It's the first thing I do. And then next thing you know, I feel optimized, man. Optimized immune system, all that. Yeah, from a noted non-vegetable enjoyer, talking about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, athletic greens is becoming my favorite way to start the day. You can just, your body is just, you can just feel it being so thankful for what you're doing for it. It's like, Ooh, Ooh, self hug. Hit me with that AG one player. Yeah. That's what your body, that's what my body theory is saying, be saying to you, saying to me. Yeah. Okay. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens, Dylan. You're a big adaptogen guy. Absolutely. I am. It helps you start your day, right? The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things I've struggled with <laughs> quite publicly. <laughs> uh, 
Man, no, it's fantastic. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals. It supports better quality, sleep quality, and recovery. That's huge. Because, you know, getting up there in age, workout, recovering is uh, kind of tough. Might need a couple days off. But no, been doing Athletic Greens. Check it out. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com bang. Again, that's athleticgreens.com bang and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Huh. Huh. Love How it. about that? Yeah, so Baker to the Panthers. How do you feel? Dylan, I'll let you take this one. Um, I, I don't feel too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Like you said, you'd said before we started recording that their Super Bowl odds immediately dropped after they added Baker Mayfield, which is just funny. They weren't good before. Um, let me just – people should know that. So what, who's – he's not going to start, correct? Is this, It's still Darnold's team? They go to <laughs> Darnold? I'm, I'm lost on this, actually. Well, it's, still there? it's not. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not your fault if you're lost, because I think the rundown of Panthers quarterbacks that Matt Rule has run through there or still has within the last two years includes Sam Darnold, P.J. Johnson from the USFL. I've got that wrong, but uh, P.J. Tucker, I think it is. Nope, that's a basketball player. Um, Sam Darnold. Cam Newton came back. You've got Baker, and I'm missing two names here. Like, he's had five quarterbacks in there that could, can be considered starters. Oh, they drafted Matt Corral uh, on top yeah, of that. So, so Matt yeah. Corral, Sam Darnold, Baker. That's your quarterback room yeah. right now. Okay. You got to think Darnold's not there for long. This is a, What this are your is thoughts, Davey? How, How do you Matt, feel about it? This is from Warren Sharp on Twitter, Sharp Football. How Matt Rule be, built a quarterback room. Signs Teddy Bridgewater. Trades Thank for you. Sam Darnold, trades away Teddy Bridgewater, exercises Darnold's fifth-year option, signs Matt Barkley, forgot about that one, signs Cam Newton, benches Cam Newton, cuts Barkley, re-signs P.J. Walker, drafts Matt Corral, trades for Baker Mayfield. Oh, God. <laughs> That's okay. fantastic. Just, dude, that is – I okay, first of all, completely forgot about Matt Barkley. They traded away like some like equipment basically for Baker Mayfield, right? But they still have to eat. I think what half of the contract is that how they they worked it out? They paid, it, yeah, they paid some of it. Yeah, the Browns um, are eating you some have, of the contract too, though. You have to, Darnold. You, know, you would think that Darnold would be a sufficient like. All right, here's your starter in place until Corral is ready. Why why add Gilbert to the mix and just make make things Mayfield. more complicated? What I say, Gilbert? He can't, dude, he I owns just, so much real estate in your head. I, I just added a, a Gary Gilbert note to our running back segment. That's why he's on the line. But um, <laughs> the answer: Why Dylan? add Baker to the mix? Why to just further complicate the situation? Hmm. It, why would they do uh, that? Why would they do that? Uh, I'll tell you why, and it's to keep it's so Matt Rule in what will likely be his last year in Carolina can potentially keep his job, mm-hmm. so they can be just good enough to be like, eh, you know, one nine games. You know, first year with the new quarterback, that that's what that's how they're spending it in Carolina, from what I've seen. Is it is it asinine for me to say I think Baker Mayfield can still be a, a decent NFL quarterback or maybe even no. a good NFL quarterback? I don't think that's crazy, but 
And that's I, interesting hearing it from you. I know. I, I hate the guy, but I, yeah. I, I, I think he has game. I really do. He was very, very hurt in Cleveland that last year, but and he he put together some like some good stretches in Cleveland as well. Also got COVID and apparently played Halo the entire time, <laughs> and that, uh, did not study the playbook and threw four picks against Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, that was the tweet thread I was most interested in. The Zach Wilson news, phenomenal. Check it out on Circling Back. But the fact that Baker decided to completely uh, spend his his off time just diving deep into halo and this is before like halo infinite came out the new one uh you know respect i i I credit that ability to just dial it in and just sit there and play a video game because you know he's got other shit he could be doing but at least he's smart enough to like you know stay close to the house um i would say you're absolutely right on baker i think he'll be decent i don't think darnold will be there long I don't think Darnold will be many places long. I don't think he's really any good. But uh, I am right at the front ready to say, okay, Matt Rule as an NFL head coach in Carolina is a complete failed experiment. I think he's a good coach, but this hasn't worked out. I think the only opportunity he has to salvage himself from that headline is was Joe Brady just really not that guy? Because if you recall, he hired Joe Brady out of LSU to be his his offensive coordinator. And Looked he like was a really gone. good hire. Looked like a great hire. Some places wanted to offer him head coaching interviews. And colleges would have hired him as head coach, no question, without any you know pushback. Um, but I, I think that there is a very, like it's going to be the ugliest sideline in the NFL because he hired Ben McAdoo to replace Joe Brady. So you've got Kevin Smith reincarnate as Matt rule and Ben McAdoo. I don't know if, if Dylan knows what Ben McAdoo looks like, but uh, those two walking around the sidelines. I, I do, but I'm about to give myself a little refresher. You're heading to, uh, and, you know, okay, you're heading yeah. to dinner. You're heading to guy. dinner with your wife. Ben McAdoo steps in front of you and says, sorry, we took your reservation. What are you doing? He he looks like um like a problematic football dad in a in a movie in like a high like a high school football movie in a town um, of no like, more than five thousand. <laughs> yeah, yes, like the overbearing. Like he might hit his kid. And that's not fair. That's not fair. And this is like that's a character he would play in a movie. Is what I'm okay, no, yeah, yeah, hypothetically, not, yes. not hypothetically, Ben specifically. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah, now I'm just going down a wormhole. Ben McAdoo picks. Not something I wanted to do with my day. So he's in Carolina now. Is that yeah, you said? Yes, okay. he, he's offensive coordinator. And, and regardless of what I think about how he looks, he was the OC and then became the head coach in New York for the Giants, was like a consultant for the Cowboys. I don't know whether he has anything, but I think retreads like that give you a little bit better hope than first-time offensive coordinators who were – passing game coordinator slash co-OCs that had one year of success with like three first round players on it. So I, I think that they're in a better position with Ben McAdoo. Wow. That's not a position you want to be in as a franchise where your hopes lie on a Ben McAdoo. <laughs> uh, anyway, what happened with Joey Chestnut? Uh, Joey Chestnut had to choke a bitch, uh, during oh. the, yeah, during the annual 
hot dog contests. I don't know the name of them. We're not going to throw any free pub out there. Oh, Nathan's, I believe it is. Coney Island hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July. Joey Chestnut was uh, behind his you know, record-setting pace, and people said that it was because he had had a leg injury on live TV. They had enough delay to cover up the incident, but Twitter was quick with it that uh, somebody had stormed the stage with some, like, uh, it wasn't PETA, but anti-eating animal-type situations, and uh, Joey Chestnut put him in a headlock and pushed him off stage. Shouts to Joey Chestnut. Man, there's nothing sacred. Like, the dude's up there just slamming gaggers. Like, let him do his thing. Uh, that's not the place to protest that's all i have on that he was he was off his previous record setting pace by quite a wide margin yeah is this because uh i know he's also on crutches i don't know if that anything to do with his eating ability or choking out a protester mid-contest but what is he slipping is he slipping is he is he his his gagger prowess has it taken a step back, Dave? Or, or his best glizzy days behind him? That's what that's what that's what people are wanting to know. And if they are, we had a great run. Obviously, goaded. Whatever. That's fine. Yeah. But don't try to glue. Don't glue your hand to Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> All right, let's let's party. No, wait. Let's. We got to do uh, open championship oh, real oh, quick. My bad. Go ahead. That's okay. Um. Do you guys want to run down to some odds? Yep. Who do you think the odds-on favorite is? Scotty Scheffler? No. Uh, Rory. John Rahm. Rory McIlroy. Mm, he doesn't win majors. Oh. <laughs> Dismissal. He doesn't. Xander Schauffele, fresh off of uh, just hanging out with his dad and his linen attire and winning the Scottish Open. 14-1, to 1, Rory 9-1. to 1. John Rahm also 14-1. to 1. Scotty 16-1, to 1, as is... Jordan Spieth. Hmm. Care to guess what hmm. Tiger Woods' odds are? Um, 45 30. to 1. 60. Hmm. A little sprinkle? Is it time to sprinkle? No. Might just do a little. Save yeah. your money, Dave. I know. Anyway, the one that jumped out at me, I mean, there's a number of them, but I like Zalatoris at 25 to 1. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 18 to 1. This one, uh, so obviously we're playing the old course or St. Andrews. I say we. I'll be watching it probably from Montana. But um, the Tiger, the lead up with Tiger, some of the quotes about like this may, uh, paraphrasing, paraphrasing poorly, but mentioned like, hey, this may, I want to, I wanted to play this one because it's obviously at St. Andrews, it's special, and it may be my last chance or one of my last chances to play competitively at this place so obviously the next time it's there how many however many years from now that is he's kind of like yeah i won't be playing then which makes sense because it won't be back there for what six or seven years maybe longer i think it's eight i don't know how they do oh, it but I thought it was that's further I, that's, that's, i thought it was three or four you're a golf I, guy you've I you don't know this. Davis, I'm not looking it up at all. Davis is not looking. I'm about to say he's yeah. looking, but he's definitely not looking. No, my not. my wild guess is that there are three regular courses. Every and five, they throw in one other five. one. Okay, every four. Okay, every five. It, gotcha, gotcha. It threw me off because they missed a year for COVID. If you remember, mm. they did not play during that COVID year. Okay, yeah, every five. So yeah, that that actually kind of makes sense. I don't expect Tiger to be playing competitive golf in five years, but that's sad who to knows? think of. It is. Man. He's out there with 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 Jack and 
Lee Trevino, the great Lee Trevino, this morning. It was, it was nice Roy playing with him. Picture of his leg recently. The first time I'd ever seen like a clear picture of the aftermath of his leg surgeries. Uh, not what I was expecting. Doesn't look so hot. No, they, did, well, they, they didn't like, replace they almost had to amputate. I know, I, but I, I thought it okay. like I thought structurally it would look like it you like it always used to, and it doesn't. No, and that doesn't leave a lot of hope for for most people because if if that's the best they can do for Tiger Woods, right, the man with unlimited resources, like, sure. Sheesh, what happens if uh, average Joe gets in that? You know, Joe the plumber, remember him? <laughs> what if he? What if something happens to him? What do they do? They're just cutting it off, aren't they? Joe Lopping it off. They're cutting his shit off. What I liked about Joe the Plumber, man, he just told it like it was. Common sense, you know? We need more of that. Pragmatic. Pragmatic, pragmatic too. Brains fried, on short-circuited. Just not a good performance for me today. We had a meetup over the weekend. I said alliances earlier. I was supposed to say allegiance. and That was pretty embarrassing. It was all downhill for me from there. KJ, who you got this week? Uh, in performance in the stew, I, I might say Randy might low no. key, you know, be performing at a high level after the beat up. He's somehow the most uh, hungover always of all of us. And he's like 26 we, but, years old. But we figured it out it's because he drinks the sugariest alcoholic drinks imaginable. Yeah. Mr. I don't drink beer because I don't want to be bloated drinks. Absolute dog shit options instead. <laughs> he was, he was drinking frozen teas the other night. No one bought those. Other than him, maybe Adam. The bartender, oh, Adam, don't be so excited about it. Randy Orta, one of the bartenders, like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And then he got six more after that. That's so much. Give me my frotees. Yeah, that didn't even work. Um, any, yeah, give uh, me any open picks. Yeah, give me. I I don't hate your Zalatoris pick, but but I also wouldn't be shocked to see Xander. No, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be a euro. Uh, I I don't even have a good good uh, Shane Lowry thoughts right here. Yeah, yeah. Give me Lowry. He got hmm. he got uh, what was it uh, Masters where he was in the running? Or am I getting my majors mixed up this year? He fell short one Maybe. one one of these majors. You're not gonna get Give the me right Shane. answer from Dylan or I today. So <laughs> my brain's not firing I'm, uh, on golf. I'm sorry. I'm riding with Zally. I got Scotty. He's my little whiskey boy. <laughs> I got Scott. You love that dude. He's got so much game. He really does. I just want him to win one because I feel bad. He's going. He's going to very soon. I shouldn't feel bad. He makes millions of dollars. Yeah. Who do you, who are you going yeah. with? You say Scotty. Roy. I got Scotty. Scotty. Roy doesn't yeah. does not win majors. It's facts. Big actually, friends, I, but he I'm gonna change my pick. Give me the empty chair of Greg Norman because fuck the open for not inviting him. Like everybody needs to get off their high horse at this point. That's all I've got to say. Oh, mm. KJ. I don't know. I don't know. He, I, I get. They've got, they've got grounds to do so. But like at some point, you know, he is an asshole though. Like even without a, all this stuff, like he's always been just a, kind of a dickhead. Agreed. Kind Give OJ his Heisman back too. Uh, that's all I got. Let's go. <laughs> KJ's not afraid to go there. Let's yeah. party. Time to party. This is the segment where we talk sports and party at the same. Time. Dylan, how do you feel? Tony Romo wins his third American Century celebrity title. Uh, the guy's I, going places. I'm a big Rome's guy. You love it? You know that. Yeah. I, he's good dude. Cowboy legend. Cowboy great. Tony Romo. And he's got some game on the golf course, too. Good to see it. KJ. 
You love to see the Mavs win big. I still love him in the booth too, by the way. He did suit up one time for the Mavericks, if that's what you're referencing. And that was very odd. Mm-hmm. And uh, not talked about enough. His name is immortalized as the Mavericks have listed all of the names of their former players on their court on one of their court designs and Romo shows up because his name was on the roster officially. That's amazing. You know what else is amazing? No Djokovic at the U.S. Open, fresh off of a win at Wimbledon, uh, reminded that he cannot play at the U.S. Open because he is not vaccinated. Dylan, you got some takes on that. Go ahead. Why do you need to get vaccinated, man? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Sounds like a personal choice. You don't believe in that? I believe in personal choice. Oh, I'm pro-vaccination, though. Oh, KJ, dude. Counterpoint. Go. (laughs) All of the shots. Give it to me. I'll do it weekly. Fuck it. Let's go. Uh, yeah, you probably should. Uh, the only thing I've got to say on Djokovic is that he is a hell of a player, hell of a tennis player. He kind of robbed us in the casual tennis world of a story being bigger than it probably, you know, should have been. And that's I'm gonna fuck his name up, Kyrian Kygos. I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Sure. But the guy, the guy he beat in the finals, who's a great a absolute asshole. But he is also, you know, entertaining enough to watch. Uh, it would have been a lot to see him get that dub. Some call him the Baker Mayfield of tennis. Just that's two, a good comparison. Two grade A dickheads just going toe to toe. You love to there. see it. Yeah. Just who's the biggest dickhead? Hard to say. They're both quite dickheady. David, I have a question for you. Do you think that dickhead. you could be? You, you could be a part of an organization that orchestrates uh, what some, some, not all, might consider as one of uh, the history's largest unjustifiable invasions and then go on to have press releases written about your ownership of a professional sports team in a positive manner? Ooh, let's see who this could be. <laughs> Is this Broncos Nation? Oh, I thought we were talking live tour. Yes, Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> hey, let's ride. We actually have audio. Uh, they told Russell Wilson about it. Oh, and, really? Yeah, they have. There's audio. Do we have it? Yeah, go ahead. I'll hit it. Broncos Nation. That's raw. <laughs> That's the end of the clip. So, yeah, he was. he's pretty pumped, apparently. That was, a good, that was really good. That's raw. That's raw. Very cool. You do that. You do that well, and it's not. And in no way is it offensive. That's just what I like about it. Yeah. What's offensive it's about it? Just Russ. It. You're just killing it. You are uh, slowly moving Montel Jordan out of. Uh, moving Montel Jordan out of my my brain space when I see the words "Let's ride." Uh, it, it was. We do it. That too. Sorry, Montel. <laughs> this is what I deal with every day. <laughs> this is how we do it. One of the greatest songs of all time. No. Yes, it is. It had its time. It's Big top, skating rink song for me. It's top like two of all time. Montel and, and Gangsta's Paradise were two that you had to be on the floor in your quads <laughs> when it just when it dropped. You had to be out there skating backward. Lights go low. That's a song when it when it's when it comes on, like everyone's bopping. Everyone is bopping at the same time. It's an auto bop song. Insta bop. Condoleezza Rice joins the Broncos ownership group, Dylan. Initial thoughts. Stanford, really Stanford's own Condi Rice. People forget that. 
Um, I don't really have many thoughts on it. That's cool. Okay. KJ, anything? No. I, I, I uh, have respected the fact that she's been committed for a good 15 years of being very active and very present in the sports world. Like, we can point back to her being a part of what was it, like the initial college football playoff board, uh, being a member. She was on the committee. Know, or allowed at Augusta National. Um, but none of it's been a bit like this is who she is. So I, I've got no issues with it. Is this sports washing? <laughs> I, I, if Walmart had something to apologize for, maybe, but I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, last note, Zach Wilson Fox, allegedly. KJ, Dude, thoughts? D- delete the video, bro. <laughs> and my only thought on this whole entire thing is if I'm the girl, do I really think that I'm embarrassing him by saying that I dropped the bag and lost to his mom's best friend? Like and now she's with his best friend. Dax. He, oh yeah. And she upgraded to Dax. Like I don't upgrade? think exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like she, you know, spilled this tea, if you will, thinking like, Oh, well F him. He's the homie hopper. He's banging his mom's BFF. Allegedly. Homie hopper. And I'm like, you really want to be proud to say like, you let your boyfriend be more interested in that. Like, Hey, you dropped the bag. Yeah, That's but we all don't, I'm saying. We don't know what she looks like. AJ. Um, That's you know, a question I'm, on everybody's I'm, mind. How does she look? I know what his mom looks like. And she's probably rolling HPO. Hot people only is what that stands for. Yeah. Team HPO possibly. Fair. I mean, his, Fair. his ex-girlfriend is, I said this on circling back. I'm not saying she's attractive, but some people may, may think she's somewhat attractive. All I know is it uh, could what be. she can't do. Couldn't keep Zach Wilson. Mm. There it is. By the way, not enough. Dax is a fine looking lad, but not, I mean, Zach, well, Zach's kind of looks so young. It's hard to really judge. Like I almost feel weird tracking these packages. He kind of has turtle face. Third overall, overall pick. Like oh, it does baby, not compare. Bro? He looks like a. He kind of looks like a turtle. Okay. I don't know what, what his actual selection was. I don't know what that means, but why? Why? Why did Johnny Drama show up all of a sudden? Turtle. You said baby. Oh, turtle. Okay, it took me a second there. <laughs> I've got an audition for this part, turtle. Ba- baby, bro. Yo, don't mess with me right now. <laughs> all right, run it back, Dylan. Get us out of here. Land the plane. All right, let's run it back. It's a. It's a, another shorty this week. All right. Running back, of course, the segment when we talk about what it is we already talked about or something like that. All right, y'all ready? It's quite hot outside in Austin, Texas. In Wisconsin, not so much, as KJ pointed out. Dave's buddy threw a a propane tank in a fire one time just to see what would happen. Not a good idea. Arch Manning will go top 10 in the NFL draft. That's from KJ Ellis. He said that. Fair. Dylan airballed a layup. KJ had the driest J in Texas, and Dave got absolutely <laughs> shelled on the mound. Dude, I mean, they're, they're, some of those balls haven't landed yet. Garrett Gilbert is the sole reason for the downfall wow. of the University of Texas football program. That's on your bingo card. Carolina has an ugly sideline per KJ. Ugly as in the coaches are just ugly human beings. That rule's a but good ugly. guy. Not handsome. And finally, this is how we do it is borderline goaded. There we go. Fun times. 
And that concludes running back. Remember, if you want to just sound off, hit the dip line, 833-371-3477. We'll see you all next week. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.